welcome to the Better Being Podcast with Greg Stark and Ali Orr. This is a podcast that dives into the four pillars of performance, movement, mindset, nutrition, and mental health. We speak with experts, find real-life case studies and helpful anecdotes, and we do our best to learn more about optimizing human performance. All right, so today I am here with... My favorite fellow podcast host, Greg Stark, and we're going to talk about mental health. How are you doing, Greg? I'm great, Ali. It's always good to have our one-on-one catch-ups. Yeah, I love it. And I'm really excited to talk to you about this because with the current climate and how everything's going, I think that mental health and mental well-being is something that we really, really need to hit on the head. Yeah, I 100% agree. And, And we're hearing more and more cases of increases in stress, anxiety, uh, depression. I mean, it's it, it's really starting to come to a head. So it's an area we're all very super passionate about. So I look forward to delving a bit deeper into it. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think it is that's causing all of these things to sort of come to a head now? What are the, what are the reasons why we're all feeling so down and, and anxious? Yeah, I think there's a lot of factors at play. Um, I think firstly, uncertainty, not knowing what the future holds, where, where's the end point of what's what's going on in the world at the moment? You know, are we going back into offices? Are we working from home? Are we going into lockdown? Um, it's very much a day, day by day scenario. Uh, I think yeah, there was something I saw the other day where it was, uh, am I working from home? Or am I living at work? And so people are really struggling with the concept of uh, those boundaries between work and life and people are reporting that they're more sedentary and, um, yeah, it's, it's a whole new world out there. So, And then there's the other themes of job uncertainty. Will I be employed? Will my business last through this period? So it, it's no wonder that there's huge amounts of stress and pressure and, and anxiety about the, the future. Yeah, I think it's um, becoming more and more evident that as things change around us, our mental health really does start to take a bit of a hit. And um, yeah, the anxiousness is getting really high. So do you have any solutions? What's your sort of uh, expertise here? How can we start to use all the pillars that we know to help combat all of those mental health stresses? I think the biggest thing is you know, there, there's so much in the world right now that, that you can't control. Uh, and one of the, the things that can really help you get into a better mental space is focusing on all the things that you can control. Uh, and a lot of those things that we can control are around our own personal well-being. We can control what we eat. We can control how we move. We can control uh, when we go to sleep. We can control you know, some of our thoughts. Uh, so if we focus on all those aspects and empower ourselves by by doing those sort of things, it just enables us to to better cope with the the rigors of change uh, and it ultimately help build resilience. Yeah, so focusing on things we can control. And if we don't know where to find information about how to control these type of things, because I know a lot of people come to me and say, you know, I really want to get um, ahead with this stuff, but I don't know where to start. You know, where should people start looking for information? Uh, I think, oh, look, the best place to start is, is to start. And, and little 1% wins are always going to to help. Um, 
you know, having someone to talk to as well and, and, and uh, talk about how you're feeling is, is a really great place to start. So, you know, your social networks become even more important. Uh, I think I've said this before, but we shouldn't be calling it social distancing. Uh, it should be just physical distancing. We need to make sure that we're keeping the social fabric and the social network together. Uh, and I think that that's always the best, best place to start. Yeah, do you have any any good tips for that or like things that you're doing to keep your social networks together? Yeah, uh, one of the things that we started when when COVID first hit, a group of mates and I uh, organised a regular Zoom catch-up every Thursday uh, online and uh, we met up and originally it was just to, to talk about how we were feeling and things that were going on in our lives Um anything that we wanted to talk about. Uh, and then over time, this has sort of evolved into a, a pub trivia uh, night as well, which has been really, really fun. But it's just, it's, it's been a really good place for us to all come together on a regular basis and, and catch up. So I think that that was something really simple. I've also heard of other people, you know, having WhatsApp groups where you've got to post how many steps you've done or going for exercise or whatever it might be. Uh, to try and really uh, create that that social connection. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think it's important to get your friends involved in something fun and competitive, sort of keep each other engaged during this time. Um, I just have a question too. Uh, From a male perspective, I guess this is something that comes up a lot in regards to mental health, but do you feel like it's hard to get guys to open up with each other about how they're really feeling? Oh, 100%. I mean, there's... There's a reason why men, uh, if you look at all the statistics around mental health and suicide and those sort of things, I think there's eight suicides a day and of, of those eight, six of them are men. Um, there's a reason why men really struggle and it's it, it's hard for us to communicate our feelings um, and often it's, it's a case of how you're going, yeah, good, end of conversation, let's just banter about sport or banter about, uh, you know, each other or old memories but actually talking about how we feel and often we just need to delve a little bit deeper to to find out how we're really going uh, about things and what I often find is once we start saying how we might feel other people then start to feel more comfortable in in opening up about how they feel. Yeah that's awesome I think there's something powerful about being vulnerable and showing that it's okay um, and that's definitely something that we should be trying to improve the culture of, I guess, uh, especially yeah, with Yeah, 100%. The, the vulnerability. I mean, people, I think you're seeing a real shift. People used to see, you know, vulnerability and, and saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not coping too well as, as weakness, but I think we're seeing that now as a strength. If you're able to emotionally connect and be strong enough to be able to put your hand up, that's true strength rather than hiding behind, trying to pretend that everything's okay when it's not. Yeah, I agree. It's really powerful when you see people um, that you're close with, your loved ones, even people that you look up to and they show a bit of vulnerability. It makes you feel like it's actually okay to have those emotions. And um, yeah, I think there's something really, really powerful about that. And so where do you think, um, you know, we can start, I guess, in terms of exercise, nutrition, recovery, mindset, you know, these are the things that we always talk about. 
what are some practical things we can put into place regarding our pillars of performance and and how can we you know try to improve our mental well-being through those well i think i mean exercise is one of the areas that we're most passionate about um and i think what we know about exercise and the way that it works in our brains is it's it's not even just the case of decreasing uh you know, any anxious feelings. It doesn't just give us this massive release of, of feel-good endorphins, but what we actually know that it does, it actually changes the physical structures of our brain. That when we move, we release hormones called BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor. And what this is like is like fertilizer for our brain. So it actually changes the structures within the brains, which changes how we feel long-term and how we think long-term. It's not just that little high that you might get after an hour after a workout so um, I think that's probably one of the best places to start uh, when it comes to the behaviors that you can you can influence yeah that's awesome and is there something or something we can do better in terms of exercising alone or with our family and groups is there a better way we can do this for our mental well-being yes so a lot of studies have shown the benefits of, of social as well, and as we've mentioned already, that, that social connection. Uh, so if you're in a position where you're able to bring this together socially uh, and exercise, uh, I mean, it's one of the reasons why, you know, I love team sport and have that as a big part of my life and one of my my you know, non-negotiables when it comes to, to my week is that, you know, I'm able to double up on, getting the physical activity, having the social connection, having some downtime where I completely switch off and not have to think about everything else going on in life. Um, so if you can make it social, amazing, but more in the case of just doing something consistently is the key. Yeah, that's cool. I think maybe a good way to make it social, if you're stuck in isolation or, you know, you really can't get to play a team sport right now, I think what you're saying about the WhatsApp group would be a good place, you know, keep each other accountable, have some banter, you still get that social connection and aspect of exercising as well. I think that would be a great option. Yeah, we're getting a lot of that with clients as well. I think, um, you know, we've spoken for a long time about doing things online um, and, and doing things over Zoom and Teams um that it, it enables us to stay connected to our clients a lot more and i think often the thought of doing things online is hasn't been that appealing for people but now that the whole world has shifted onto these platforms um people are loving the fact that they're able to connect with their coach instantaneously uh and basically bring them straight into their living room or to the park with them uh able to have conversations with them talk about their health, even talk about life, uh, and then more importantly, get physically active as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I've seen a lot of great feedback from people saying that they didn't realise how good it would be to go online, you know, with their coaches from our clients and stuff, just saying how, you know, comfortable and easy it has been compared to what they thought. And I think that's a really good indication that we're doing something right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So the next question I had, I sort of wanted to ask you about workplace mental well-being because this is something that, you know, you have a lot to deal with and you're an expert in this field. So in terms of making sure that the workplace or if you're working from home, um, you know, you're doing the best you can to make sure that your well-being is good, what, what are things we can do there? Where can we start? 
I think one of my frustrations in the past is often going in and speaking to these corporate companies and they're like, oh, we've got to focus on on mental health right now and, and you deal with physical health, so we, you know, we don't need your services at the moment. I mean, as we've spoken about already, that one of the best ways that we can improve mental health outcome is to get people physically moving. Uh, it's something that we know that science has said that there's, there's huge benefits for things like depression, anxiety, stress-related syndromes, um, that, that companies and only now, I think, starting to see the value in, in the areas that we work in, in combination with sleep, nutrition, uh, and, and mindset as well. Um, and I think also at this point in time, you know, because we're not just dealing with a financial crisis, we're actually dealing with a health crisis at the moment as well. People are being more isolated. Um, companies now have shifted their focus into health and well-being is something nice and fluffy that we can offer as, a, as an employee benefits to being now the health and well-being of our people is essential that we need to be helping them and supporting them and doing as much as we can for them uh, so that they thrive and can get through this this stressful period of life. Um, and it's been great. It's been fantastic. I feel that the, the whole dynamic and conversations that we have with companies now has shifted to genuinely caring about people's well-being outcomes. Yeah, that's awesome. It really is the change that we needed to see from corporate companies, I think, really pushing this concept that if the people aren't well and your people aren't happy, then they're not going to be, you know, producing the type of work that you need as a company. And um, seeing people come on board with this idea, although it took a crazy life event to do it, I think it's um, really encouraging and we're going to see a lot of great work in this space in future, I think. Do you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. It's a very exciting time uh, for our industry and our profession to see how we evolve as much crisis is going on in the world. Uh, I think workplaces are fundamentally going to change uh, and it's, it's going to become a lot more people-centric because it has to. Yeah, and that's that's a really exciting idea I guess that finally the people are going to be looked after and um, you know the companies will look after them no matter what happens all right so um, usually we do at the end of our podcast we always do quick fire rounds but I thought I would sort of finish up today's chat with a few um, little changes to our quick fire rounds so I wanted to ask you in regards to mental health do you, what do you think are the biggest misconceptions about mental health? Good one. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, one of the ones that I spoke about earlier is the separation between the, the mind and the body, that they operate as one, the fundamentals to, to looking after our bodies in terms of sleep, nutrition, exercise, uh, managing stress are the same fundamentals to good uh, mental health outcomes. And I think the other one that I always find uh very common and again probably more even in blokes is uh, that things have to get really really bad before we feel the need to to reach out for help um, that I think everyone can benefit from a, a coach in their life and and having someone to just talk to is is one of the great things you can do 
Yeah, that's awesome. And I guess, so my next question was going to be, um, if you could change someone's mind about something, what would it be? And I guess that's sort of a good answer already, you know, like we, we should be trying to promote um, changing people's mind that they're able to talk to people and open up and, you know, bounce ideas off each other and, and help each other stay well. You agree with that? Yeah, and I think the other thing there as well is don't, don't let things get to breaking point. Don't let things get so bad. Um, we, we, you know, you feel like there's no other option. Um, take pro, proactive steps in, in, in building a better life for yourself. Oh, that's awesome. I think that's a really, I love that what you just said, you know, take proactive steps. You know, we need to be on top of this stuff before it gets too heavy, before we start drowning. Yeah. And, and, and you know, the thing as well is that, you know, the same things that help prevent disease are the same fundamental principles that help achieve performance. So no matter what end of the spectrum you're trying to fight, doing those principles of moving regularly, eating well, sleeping well, and and managing your own workloads and stress loads is going to put you in good stead to, to lead a really happy, healthy life. Yeah, that's great. All right, next question I have. Do you have any good books or podcasts or resources and stuff that we um, could recommend to people, I guess, re- relating to mental health and well-being? Uh, one of my favourite books uh, when it looks at the physical and the mind and the body relationship is called Spark by Professor John Rahey. Uh He gives a whole host of different uh, case studies um and and scientific research and his own uh experiences in clinical psychology around the benefits of the, the the physical activity uh and how powerful it is in in managing the different mental health conditions yeah cool and i guess i have one too that i would like to recommend is um a book that i read recently by johan hari called lost connections which is about depression and it's actually what they say it's about is why you're depressed and how to find hope. But it's actually a book that talks about using exercise, nutrition, and social connectedness to help you feel better and um, to sort of take away um, the idea that we need to always medicate these things. Like it sort of gives you an alternative perspective. And I think that's a really great um, book as well. All right. (laughs) Yeah, you have to get onto it. All right, Greg, well, is there anything else you wanted to talk about um, on this subject today? Is there anything else you wanted to add? I think we've covered most things there. It's, like I said, an area that we're super passionate about. And like I said, there's, there's huge opportunity and potential to, to really change lives at the moment and, and then help people through these tough times. So I've really enjoyed chatting to you. Yeah, I've really enjoyed the chat too. Cheers, Thanks, Greg. Thanks for listening to the Better Being Podcast. If you want to learn more, follow us on social media at Better Being PT on Instagram and as Better Being on LinkedIn and Facebook. If you like what you heard, drop us a review. And until next time, stay well.